Welcome to the Fierce Marriage Podcast, where we believe that marriage takes a fierce tenacity that never gives up and refuses to give in. Here we'll share openly and honestly about all things marriage, sex, communication, finances, priorities, purpose, and everything in between. Laugh, ponder, and join in on candid, gospel-centered conversations. This is Fierce Marriage. Welcome to the Fierce Marriage Podcast. I'm Ryan. I'm Selena. Yeah, so today we have a fun show planned. Um, we're going to go through and kind of check in with each other like we usually do, but we are going to discuss what the three, three purposes of sex. Yes, the three purposes of sex. Mm-hmm. And we'll explain where this is coming from, but it's actually quite profound. Sex is extremely profound. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, most most people don't realize it. So yeah. uh, we're just going to share some of what we've learned. But first, um, before we do that, very very quickly, um, we we have a gift we want to give to you, and it's just a, an ebook. It is super simple, but it's based on one of our most popular blog posts, and it's called Five Habits of a Healthy Marriage. Nice. You can download that for free. Just go to fivehabits.us, and um, all you gotta do is put your email in, and you, we'll awesome. send it right to you. Um, again, that's fivehabits.us. It's a free ebook. It's about forty pages, well designed, all that. We worked hard on it. That's so awesome. that's a gift from us to you. We hope you uh, will take advantage of that. Uh, other than that, Selena, how are you doing? What's going on in your heart and your your mind? Um, are we doing the we're doing the heart check then? Uh, yeah, let's let's check on them hearts. Them hearts. I have one <laughs> that I know of. Uh, what book is in your hand? Um, well, it's kind of a guilty pleasure. I'm reading Francine Rivers' latest, The Masterpiece. You don't need to be guilty about that. That's a well, great book. It's a, yeah, it's fiction. It's Christian fiction. Francine Rivers is an amazing author. She wrote Redeeming Love. Um, and a whole bunch of other things. This is her latest book, um, The Masterpiece. It's so good. And it talks about like all these things in California that we used to live. And just, it, it, I just really identify with, I don't know, every place and things she talks about. It's really entertaining. I'm in 200 pages of the almost 400 page book. And I, it's probably and been a only, week. Yeah, it's been a week. That's and it's not like I've been like ignoring kids, not doing anything. It's like in between, you know. little moments. I love yeah. watching you read though. I love that, you know, we're sitting on the couch and. The girls it's, are playing. I'm trying and to you're reach. I'm trying to reach for my books before I reach for my phone. Honestly, wow. so and it's helped my heart a lot. So that's convicting. Two cents for everybody out there. I don't know. It's helped me a lot. The voice in my ear. Um, I've been meaning to, and I, I'm I'm a little guilty. I haven't caught up on um, my friend Elise Marsh's uh, her perfectly and wonderfully made. She's got so many great stories of birth and redemption with yeah. sin, sexual sin and perfectly wonderfully made as a podcast. Yes. It's a podcast does. and it's wonderful. So, yep. um, I've been trying to catch up on those. Um, what's stirring in my heart? Um, still God's been working on my heart with the word delight, um, bringing to light that I, you know, my life is not just a, a list of checking off right. the boxes. It's not running between. Right. It's relational. It's, it's human. Yeah. It's, it's when I start thinking of things, in that form of let's check it off and get it done that I start hurrying. I start rushing. I start getting short with my kids, short with you, all those things. So God's yeah. like, slow down, delight. You're missing the joy that I have for you when you try to just check off the boxes so quickly. So I could just, you know, I'm going to start reminding you of that and I'll just sneak up behind you and just whisper. Delight. delight. <laughs> right in your ear. <laughs> nice. Cause I love the whispers. The yes. <laughs> it tickles you. Uh, I know you hate that, that makes me like, Bleh. Here, standing up on the back of my neck now. I hate that secret. Yeah. Okay, so I've been reading. um, (laughs) It's funny. Oh, you talked about this last time. What? The C.S. Lewis book that you Yeah, that's been good. But honestly, I have not been reading because, as we (gasps) mentioned in our last podcast, we have... 
pretty much we've released it's not released yet but we've announced that we have another book coming out it's called fierce marriage mm-hmm. it's aptly titled and um i'm a control freak when it comes to websites and so like <laughs> i've been the one designing and developing the website yeah uh which it's you know i'm glad great, that i can i way. can do that but it's extremely time consuming when you're a perfectionist yes. and it's so close to my heart <laughs> Um, but yeah, that website, if you're curious, is fiercemarriagebook.com. That's great, um, You're doing Yeah, it's job. turning out pretty nice. We got some fun uh, giveaways on there for bonuses if you pre-order. So riddle but anyway, so that oh. book's been in my hand, but not for the reason that I'm reading it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, riddle me this. What's the difference between this book and our other books? Why should I buy this? <laughs> well, you know, <laughs> this is great. My wife is interviewing me. Um, yeah, you know, it's... it's uh, yeah, and I know you're just asking rhetorically, but I know the reader, the listeners care to hear it. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, it's not, uh, it, it is like our story. There's a very, you know, the very intense beginning to our marriage mm-hmm. um, that was obviously very ne- unique to us, but the kind of what we gleaned from that has had implications for the rest of our marriage in mm-hmm. terms of just what God did, what he's doing, what, what he will do. Right. And this is what we consider like our marriage manifesto. Mm-hmm. So someone who approaches this book, I, I do believe any marriage at any stage in their marriage can read it and benefit from it. Absolutely. Um, all the way from newlyweds, you know, the engaged couples to the newlyweds and then the mid, mid-marrieds mm-hmm. and then the mature marrieds. Mature marrieds, the um, wise ones. People that are wise and still together and been, you know, been together for like 15, 20 years and beyond. Yeah. yeah. Um, I do think there's something in there for everybody, but essentially we, we tackle the foundations of, of a fierce marriage, if you will. Yeah. Um, and those being the gospel, covenant, and love. And then we get into the five big areas. Mm-hmm. Sex, communication, finances, priorities, and conflict. And then we, mm. the last chapter, we really kind of um, cast a vision for what uh, can be had yeah. if we just live our marriage and, and stick to it. And, and we are fierce about it the way right. you know the, the God's word asks us to be. So that's good. Anyway, that's a sidebar from my heart check. I think um, I'll buy a few. Oh, I will definitely buy at least two. One for you, one for me. <laughs> yes. Will you sign my book? And we'll get some for friends. Will you sign my book? Yes, will you sign my book? Yes. <laughs> so, and this is also the first book we've actually worked with a publisher on. And we've yes. Not, and so we have not self-published this one. It's not, and a, it's devotional. not a devotional. It's like... If it's we could sit and form. have a conversation yeah. with you guys, this is what it would be. And it's not like back and forth, if we back get, and no, forth. Really, if we could do like marriage, like, pre, counseling. like marriage counseling or just know you and talk yeah. to you about marriage for the next, for like three months, this is what we talk about every week. Totally. So yeah, we're very passionate about it. it took us about a year and a half to write, actually about two years to write it. Um, it's big stuff. Yeah. So, so we're excited. Yeah. So what voice is in my ear? Um Gosh. Oh, yeah. And this is also what's been kind of uh, stirring in my heart is I've been listening to the Village Church. You know, I'm a, I'm a fan of those guys. Mm-hmm. Matt Chandler, obviously a great communicator. Um, but his latest message, he talked about biblical manhood, which I think he does about mm. once a year. And that's just been a topic that's been really kind of simmering on my heart. You know, mm-hmm. we talked about this in December as we were planning for this year. Is like, how can we actually, how can I engage the men mm-hmm. of the Fierce Marriage tribe? Mm-hmm. And so he uh, just really like thinking through, and as we've gone th- talking to the Fierce Husbands, that closed group on Facebook, mm-hmm. if you're a husband listening to this, please come join it. We're having a great time there. Um, <laughs> and same for Fierce means. Wives. Yeah. Um, I've been posting funny stuff lately. <laughs> but anyway, it's like, how do I actually lead these men? What does it mean to, you know, in the small little corner of the internet where we've decided to gather mm-hmm. a couple thousand guys, what does it mean to be a, a man? Awesome. Not just like... Uh, you know, a stereotypical culture de- culture's definition of a man. But what does it mean according to God's word, according to how he's designed us to live as men, as we were designed to live? It's good stuff. So that I, I don't have the answers yet. I mean, I know I'm, 
I can't re- articulate them very well because it's obviously a very touchy subject yeah. nowadays um, for a lot of different reasons. But it's anyway, great. wow, on with the topic, right? Awesome, yeah, yeah. So three, the three purposes of sex. I think I, when, as we were discussing this, I thought it'd be the most, I think, fruitful and kind of fun to talk about how we approached our own marriage. Mm-hmm. Um, so, Selena, I don't know if we've ever actually articulated this, but I'd love to hear. You know, I, I can remember our wedding night. I can remember <laughs> the weeks leading up to it. Yeah. I know a lot of chaos happened in terms of planning the wedding, and that was just all kind of it is what it is. Um, but what what were you thinking just in terms of sex? Like, what were you? <laughs> Sheesh. What were you anticipating? We, what is, uh, like, how did you well, expect sex to, share, to like? you're going to have to share too, probably. Oh, bring it on, girl. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Let's do this. Uh, well, I'm sure everybody knows, but we were both virgins going into. I don't know that everybody knows that. Okay. Well, here we go. We were both virgins on our wedding night. Yeah. So, um, you know, you kind of have, we had some hot and heavy makeout sessions probably before that. <laughs> Let's just say and... we, we were like pressing the lines. <laughs> like, <laughs> and so. Anyways, Not proud to we, say that, but yeah, we were ready to get married for a lot of reasons. Have you seen those couples? There's, there's a. Oh, <laughs> oh my gosh, what? What it's coming thinking? to mind. Oh no! No, there. I saw like a TV thing, probably like ten years ago, where there was this couple. They didn't even like kiss, and this is common. Oh right? yeah, yeah. They didn't even kiss before their wedding day, and you know, to each his own. I, I don't, I don't think there's anything wrong with kissing before you're married. Uh, but they felt convicted not to kiss, and they, I think they were probably okay for it. It's like now they really enjoy kissing each other. But their first kiss, they got it on video, and it was like super awkward. <laughs> <laughs> Just a lot of it, have you seen leading those, up. Have to... you ever seen like koi in a koi pond when you feed him food? Stop! <laughs> was, oh my goodness! It was like he he had it was too fast, too like. Too, I like, think they probably just had too much. They're probably just too excited. Anyway, you know? that's a sidebar. I'm sorry for that, listeners. That's all right. So yeah, not that. So I, don't, I didn't expect? anticipate being a koi fish. <laughs> Just imagine a pond we full did, of koi. We did kiss, and you and I, yeah, we got close to the line on some things. I think, but um, you know, I, I don't really know. I think it's it's kind of nerve wracking to like be exposed like completely. Um, not really sure what. I mean, you know what to expect, I guess, physically. But you're, you're telling also... the story about our wedding night when when. Uh... It's up to you. Wow, I was not ready to divulge a lot of details. Well, this wasn't bad. It was. It's more just funny. It's that we were we were drawing a bath. Okay, so our wedding, we did not. I I feel like I did everything really well except for the like oh. honeymoon suite. <laughs> okay. Yeah, you don't need to talk about I the just, bath. Just talk about the suite. <laughs> I'm just gonna sit. I don't care. I, I can share the bath. I, no, I just talk about the hotel. Okay. Yeah, I wasn't going to share any details. It was just a funny thing happened. I know. Um, but uh, yeah, so I feel like I did pretty well on like the honeymoon and, and you know, everything else. And, and then it was like an afterthought, like, holy cow, we need to have a place to actually like spend the night because we were leaving to go. Well, we were leaving super early in the morning to yeah. fly out. And so I was like, we should probably stay near the airport, <laughs> which we're in the Seattle area. So it's SeaTac Airport. <laughs> and I think I found this, and the internet wasn't as prolific as it is. This is 15 years ago. There right? was no hotels.com or yeah, like. Yeah, well, there was, and they were, but it wasn't as nearly yeah. as like commoditized as it is. So anyway, I, I somehow booked this reservation for what I thought would be a really nice place. It wasn't the cheapest, but it was the SeaTac, like, execute, like, what is it? 
best Western executel. <laughs> yeah, like Express <laughs> or something like that. <laughs> anyway, we we roll in there after a oh, wedding. Man. You were still wearing my your wedding, wedding dress. dress. I should have changed. <laughs> and it, it was windy. Your your like train was getting blown around. It was a little wet. It was raining a little bit. It was bit. a little bit wet, and so we we walk in, and they just felt so sorry for us. And then I was like, reservation for Frederick. <laughs> and and they they looked at. I said like a basic like queen room, non smoking room. <laughs> And they're like, we just upgraded you to the honeymoon suite. <laughs> and I was like, sweet. We were like, oh, that, I was like, oh, that's so nice of that. We're, you well, know, we were only going to spend like, like six hours. It was really. a total of six hours. Yeah. We're gonna spend so we there. were both like, who cares? Like, and then just they just give me the bed. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> and then they, they gave us that, which was super sweet. So that yeah. was nice. Yeah. But, um, Anyways, that was one of our memories there. Just kind of let quite a digression. Let y'all in. Yeah, but sorry. I think about we that. had. It's okay. I think it's funny, and we had. I think we both just had different expectations. I don't. I thought our our first night together was really great and beautiful, and I just think it's gotten better yeah. with time. Like, Agreed. But what did you? What were you anticipating? Or as a as a engaged I, I woman guess, headed into marriage. Not ever having sex before. Just curiosity, honestly, like okay, about yeah. the whole unknown just curiosity and I knew that I would be safe with you and I wasn't like I knew you and I was not worried about it all really I just kind of was like yeah. I wonder how this is all gonna like feel afterwards, you know? And it's like the next day you're like, okay, I'm. We had I had my dad very (laughs) helpful and not in a weird way, but he was just like kind of saying, you know, just take it slow. Don't you know? It's not like don't storm the castle (laughs) (laughs) and. And so, you know, I think there was some, and we had, I had some friends, uh, older kind of like yeah, mentors yeah. that had we just gotten had married and were, they were saying like, oh, listen, this is, this is what and, it's going to be like. Right. Right. And, you know, just don't expect this. Right. You should expect this. Yeah. This is a healthy to have this like right. thing happen. Yeah. I think I didn't so, have like high expectations. I was more just like curious about it all and how we'd feel after it all and like right. where, where our relationship would be. And so I think, I think I just told you this the other day. I was like, man, I feel like. I feel like sex has just gotten better because we've been married and it's the covenant, a marriage covenant just allows yeah. for so much, the roots to go deeper and the experience to be greater. And well, like the physical part of sex is, is pretty like, like cut and dry. Right? right. Right. There's, you know, you can, obviously there's lots of different techniques and like foreplay and all that kind of stuff. But, uh, when it comes down to like just the mechanics and like the end game, right. it's just, it's like pretty right. predictable. Right. What's not predictable is what's going to happen emotionally, spiritually, and yeah. how you're going to experience each other and all of that. Yeah. in new ways yeah. and how you're going to, and that experience is not just, it's not bound to your physical body. It is right. something that happens in your mind and in your heart and in your, in your soul. Right. Which is, which how, is how God designed God it. Designed it. Yeah. Get into our first purpose here. Yeah. But first I got to describe what yeah. I was anticipating. Yeah. I, I don't know if I've actually ever heard this. Yeah. I don't think I've ever actually said it. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. here we go. Well, Buckle okay. Up. So as, as you mentioned, we were both virgins and, you know, as a guy, uh, and, and you know, it's all about like, sex right you want to you just can't i couldn't wait i was very excited we had obviously like pushed the envelope like we said but we had restrained ourselves right. i think what i was most excited for i guess what i was anticipating was just the ability to not stop like to yeah, not have to like that's be, well be said. restrained not have to say goodnight I, that's what i i would say that was what i was looking to forward not have to, to say goodnight i yeah. remember you and saying we could that. just like wake up together that was what i was like yeah. super excited about 
Yeah, because we hadn't done any, like we hadn't spent the night yeah, or anything like that. Yeah. And if we did, it was like with parents, different rooms, family vacation, yeah. like type. Which, by things. the way, not a good idea. Parents, technically, parents. you can control things, but <laughs> kids are sneaky. Sneakies. But um, that's yeah, I agree. Yeah, so that was. I'd say the ability to kind of unleash the beast, <laughs> and I don't mean that in a <laughs> innuendo, other than like, <laughs> like this, like just not just having freedom. to restrain yourself. Yeah. yeah. And of course that, that, you know, there was restraint in terms of like taking our time and communicating, and, through, yeah, the communicating yeah. through the process and all that. So anyway, we are a few minutes in here. Uh, we haven't really gotten to the purposes yet. So let's do that. Um, so, <laughs> so by the way, this yeah. is coming from Fierce Marriage, our book that's yeah. releasing on April 17th. And it, there's a lot of research that went into this in mm-hmm. terms of looking into the Bible. Um, and there's actually a lot of preamble, preamble in that chapter that talks about kind of modern perceptions of sex mm-hmm. and how they affect us going into marriage. Yeah. But uh, we actually talk about four P's of sex. And this is the purposes of sex is the obviously the foundational part. So right. this is the first P of the... Of the... I don't think people... Yeah. And what we've realized in talking to couples is that people don't actually think like sex has a purpose other than just to feel good, feel good or to make babies, Right. Yeah, and, and I, I think yeah, I think but we have more. an understanding that there's more to it, but we don't always know how to I think process or identify it. You know what I mean? Yeah, we kind of just know when it it doesn't work or when we feel bad about it or mm-hmm. not happy with it. I don't know, frustrated with our our sex life and our in our marriage. Yeah. So, um, purpose number one, jump right in. Yeah. Um, Procreation. Procreation. <laughs> I don't know how you want to approach that. Yeah, no, that's, I mean, that's just to say it bluntly. Yeah. Um, you know, sex is designed for procreation mm-hmm. to make babies and mm-hmm. it's good in that. It's miraculous. Um, and God des- designed it uh, with that in, in mind and made it uh, sensational as it is so mm-hmm. that we would want to do it because it's it, it's vital to the thriving of the people that yeah. he, he loves and created in his own image. And so it's so neat how um, we are commissioned like that, like right. how... Not to go all into babies and whatnot, but that is a mir- very miraculous thing, and I think it's incredible well, we how ever, we can partake in the, the creation life process. Creation process, yeah, yes. He's yeah. graciously allowed us. It's so analogous, if I can use that word, to God's um, cr- creative. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know his creative character, right? So this is all based on the Genesis one. He says the first command he gives to man. Um, as or I, I'm sorry, as the first command he gives to the married couple as a unit, mm-hmm. he says, "Now go forth and multiply, fill the earth and mm-hmm. subdue it." I believe that's Genesis one twenty eight. Mm-hmm. And so we're looking at that passage, saying, "What, what, <laughs> what does this actually mean?" Because it's in light of they were naked and unashamed, mm-hmm. right? And they it's basically they, con- they and, consummated yeah. their marriage. Right. Um, it was the first wedding, mm-hmm. and so go forth, multiply, fill the earth and subdue it. So. This is in the context of creation, mm-hmm. right? And so God had just finished creating everything, mm-hmm. all the birds, all the bees. If I, <laughs> <laughs> uh, he, he also created all the plants and all the trees and uh, the sky. You know, you know the story, right? And so and he's song. in this very. <laughs> The song was out there somewhere. He breathed it in. It just had to be captured by somebody. Are you going to be? <laughs> <laughs> and so he. Uh, you know, and so here he is commissioning humanity, Adam yeah. and Eve, into the creative act and saying, "Go forth, mm-hmm. multiply," mm-hmm. Um, which actually I think does allude us to the other the other purposes of sex. I just don't want to gl- gl- gloss over that. Yeah. In that, procreation is an important part of the marital union. Right, and I also want to say, you know, to people who are unable to have children, 
I think it's just as a is just as miraculous and amazing and revealing uh, yes, of God's of character to adopt children because how we are all adopted into so the family of God. Um, gosh, I uh, you know, there's just so much into that. I know you and I have talked about that, and yeah. um, hopefully one day opening our home in that in that way, and you know, God God <laughs> willing with all of that. But so. I think this is not the to discount people who can't and, have kids right, right. Uh, for physiological Thank or health you. reasons. Yes. We don't want to say that somehow you're less, you have a you're less missing purposeful out sex or, life. Yeah, yeah. Um, because, and, and just know that that's even more of an opportunity to let God's redemption shine in you, yeah. whether you choose to adopt or you choose to just glorify him all the more, knowing that, A, we mm-hmm. live in a broken world that's still marred by, this, the, marred by sin, mm-hmm. which affects our, you know, physiology in a regard. So, Mm -hmm. and so that, that just, again, points us to the redemptive work of Christ that is to be finished still. Um, So the second, so anyway, not to gloss over that again, but it's an important part of marriage. And I think when, when a Christian couple gets married, I do think, you know, I'm not going to go so far as to say it's not like a salvation thing, but I do think that's a serious purpose and needs to be considered Mm -hmm. that your marriage is there to perpetuate uh, the generations of God's people, right? Mm -hmm. And and raising them up. Um, I'll just leave it at that. There's smarter people than us have already kind of written on that, (laughs) the the doctrine of procreation, right? right? So um, purpose two. Purpose two, unity. So one flesh. Um, right. They became we, one flesh. Yes. And they, were, they were unashamed. Yeah. Yep. And we kind of talk about that literally and figuratively when, you know, again, kind of leaning on purpose number one a little bit when you come, when you come together with your, your spouse and you are conceiving, <laughs> if you are, uh, you're literally, right. you are literally one flesh and figuratively like man and wife are together and you're also like DNA is being mixed together and yeah. creating. Yeah. We, we go, we go, <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, we go to, it's literal and figurative, right? So, and that's what you're getting at. Right. So there's this one flesh, um, unity that happens mm-hmm. on, on like a spiritual level. Right? right. And so you're, you're, you're intertwined. Right. Right. That the two souls. will become one. Right. You know, the, you know, uh, Ecclesiastes talked about the strand of three chords, right. uh, um, not being broken. And, and I think that's an allusion a little bit to, uh, the friendship and mm-hmm. the unity experienced, um, even in that right. s- sense. Uh, but there's also, uh, the, so that's the figure, the, the figurative part, the literal part is the, you know, in light of consummation, yeah. you're being unified into this new being, right? Mm-hmm. This new soul that Selena said that you, God has graciously allowed us to like be part of the life creation process, the mm-hmm. human life creation process. It's impossible aside from a right. a man and a woman. Yeah. Um, and so the context of sex is like it's designed. Children flourish when raised within a, a, a nuclear household. Mm-hmm. There's tons and tons and tons of data that say a child is most healthy, most well-loved, and they're most well-adjusted. There's all these different ways to describe the child that it's just overall way more healthy to be raised in a household with a, a father and a mother who are together. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and, and in many, many and, ways. <laughs> well, and, and yeah, in happy harmony. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and obviously God's design for marriage is for just that. Right. And so sex Sex being part of the covenantal marriage design, it's like sex. Marriage is the only container that can hold right. the power of sex, right. right? Yeah, being the unity and the children that it produces yeah. and all that. So we're obviously glossing over a lot here. Well, um, there was one quote in our book that I liked. I don't know who wrote it. I'll let you take. I'm pretty sure it was you. 
Um, <laughs> cause we kind of jump between voices, not a lot, but <laughs> yeah, I think I did write this part. Yes. By the way. You said yeah. loving each other through the act of sex is a physical rep- representation of the spiritual love, nakedness and self-sacrifice spouses are called to express. Mm-hmm. I really like that. I think that's so good. Yep. You're so yep. smart. Exactly. Uh, well, I'm not, not that I'm smart, but that's well, God's, exactly what God's wise. God, yeah. God's big in you. He's just so one of shining the, bright. One of the verses that, that we like to, that we've studied in this, for this part is Ephesians 5.28. Mm-hmm. He's talking about husbands loving your wives. Christ loved the church. This is later on. And it's on a few verses down. It says, in the same way, husbands should love their wives as their own bodies. He who loves his wife loves himself. For no one ever hates his own flesh, but nourishes and cherishes it just as Christ does the church. So, mm. um, and then actually Paul goes on to say, because we are members of his body, um, therefore a man shall leave his father and mother and hold fast to his wife. The two will become one flesh. This mystery is profound. <laughs> I mm. love that he actually just, he just has to stop and just say that. And I'm saying that it refers to Christ and the church. And so... So a lot of things happening there. You see definitely the one flesh unity. What mm-hmm. So you're unified in like literally, Physically. figuratively, spiritually. But now uh, I care about you as if I, you were me, right? Because right. you are me now. Right. And so granted, I'm a sinner and I still am learning how not to be selfish. Mm-hmm. But sex is an embodiment of what that actually should look like. Mm. Because when you're like, when you're in the thralls of it and you're, you're like totally enamored mm-hmm. and I mean... Forgive me, but if you're just like hot and heavy, it's like, you know, that freight train is rolling. Yeah. You are, all you care about is, is, is the other person, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. For me, you, you, me, and it's just completely, you know what I mean? Yep. It's very unifying. I'm trying to like, I'm dancing a very fine line here. I don't want to, um, I don't want to, yeah, digress too far, but anyway, so, but then Paul goes on to say this mystery is profound. I'm saying that it refers to Christ in the church. And that's the third purpose that mm-hmm. we at least wanted to outline is that the purpose of sex, believe it or not, is to point us to the gospel. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. And it refers to Christ in the church. And um, I don't know, does anything bubble up for you in terms of what that actually means? Well, I know we talked about um, just the unity and the the happiness, not the happiness, but the joy and the, the oneness that you experience. And I guess, didn't Tim Keller say like, even at that, at your highest peak, that's just right. your highest point together. That's just a, a, a margin of what we'll in, experience when we're actually in the yeah. presence of God and yeah. in heaven. Well, and, and to quote him uh, directly, I think, cause he's just so articulate. <laughs> he's so smart. Uh, we, it's uh, sex is for fully committed relationships mm. because it is, to, it is to be a foretaste of the joy that comes from being in complete union with God. The most so rapturous love between a man and a woman is only a hint of God's love for us. Rapturous. Rapturous. That's so a killer smart. word right That's there. That's a good one. But one of the things that we studied in that, and again, this is all coming from our book that, you know, there's a lot more thought that went into this in a typical podcast because it took us two years to write. <laughs> <laughs> um, but the, the word here, so in Genesis 2.24, when it says, therefore a man shall leave his father and his mother and hold fast to his wife, they shall become one flesh. Mm-hmm. Um, that Hebrew word used for flesh it actually comes is levasar, right? I don't know mm-hmm. if I'm saying that mm-hmm. right. I that don't know stem, either. It sounds right. That stems from another root word, right? Because you have the word and then there's the root word, which is uh, basar, B-A-S-A-R, which means to bear good tidings or to proclaim good news. So again, that's the Hebrew word for flesh. That's the root word for the mm. Hebrew word for flesh. Wow. Now, when they become one flesh, you're literally, this is, I'm mm-hmm. just going to read it. It says, when a devoted married couple 
engages in sex, they are proclaiming and declaring the good news of the gospel to each other, Mm. saying to the other, I love you just as the perfect eternal God who fully knows you, your sin and your flaws, still loves and pursues you you, despite your imperfections. So I love you in that same way. profound. It's a reminder that they are known, accepted, and loved by each other, and most importantly, by God. If and when the children are produced, they also proclaim God's goodness and grace. Uh, so the act of sex, becoming one flesh spiritually, emotionally, and physically, also is a foreshadowing of the church's ultimate union with God, the final marriage of Christ and his bride. You're proclaiming good news so good. as you become one flesh. So you're, good. you're proclaiming the fact that I love you unconditionally. We're naked, unashamed. Yeah. And I love every bit of you. Yeah. I mean, that's we've, huge. Yeah. And, and it's being vulnerable. Yeah. And then still being loved. That's me experiencing the gospel. Mm-hmm. And that's me. Like you love me in this way. How much more does God love love right. me? He right. knows me even deeper. Right. And so you're proclaiming the gospel to each other, but you're also um, giving a foretaste of that unity. Right. That's so, so good. So, so yeah, good. just a quick recap. Um, these three purposes of sex, because um, I know we talked a lot. First and then one. These three purposes are the first. P in There's the a lot of P's, P's in this chapter. <laughs> it was unintentional. I think it's well, funny. It I started out unintentional and then we kind of kept it. A little side note about this book. I think you wrote the sex and the intimacy and sex chapter, m- most of it. And then I wrote right. most of the communication <laughs> chapter. <Yeah. laughs> a little behind the scenes there. Yeah. So we kind of yeah. laughed at that after you the know, fact. We had, to make, <laughs> we had to make a decision to keep our own voices because it felt awkward saying like we think or yeah. we, you know, and so we just to actually play to our strengths, I think. Yes. And that, I think that's in itself a testament to the compliment, complementarianness. Is that the <laughs> <laughs> complimentary nature? There it is. <laughs> You're the communication person, not me. <laughs> Uh, the complementary na- nature of a marriage, yeah, right? Yeah. Um, so anyway, to recap, uh, purpose one is procreation. God made sex for making babies, and that's good. Like, press into that. Um, that's, that's the place that can actually handle raising children. Um, purpose two uh, is unity, the one flesh. Mm-hmm. Um, literal and figurative unity, um, between uh, the unity between a man and a wife, spiritually, physically, um, and so on and so forth. And then purpose three is it points us to the gospel. Mm-hmm. So a lot happening there. Um, again, the va- the verses that we were referring to, Genesis 2, 24, Ephesians 5, 28 uh, through 33. So anyway, if you want to do some more research on that, it's a lot of fun. Um, or just yeah, go home and practice. I think <laughs> you wouldn't say that. <laughs> so the couple's challenge is discuss these three purposes of sex and how, how they affect your marriage. Um, I think they're... They're pretty quick to read through and, and listen to, but um, I think it's worth the time yeah. to have the conversation of what did you think about our first time or how did you, and then talk yeah. about that within the context of, okay, how is, so the purpose, God designed the purpose, of, God designed sex and he designed it with certain, with purposes. Are we living those out or are these being skewed by something else or what right. are our expectations kind of messing things up or what's, you know, I think it's just good conversation to have. Well, and like, for example, if you have children, mm-hmm. um, think about them in light of this talk, right? In the fact that God allowed you to bring them forth as mm-hmm. like a, a representation of all these truths, right? Mm-hmm. And so um, it gives uh, to me, that gives me a new appreciation for our daughters. The fact that they are a little... Who will like, never get married probably. No, <laughs> they're gonna, Yeah, they're, we're just, yeah, they're shipping them off to a nun convent <laughs> after the sex chapter. <laughs> we're not... We're not um, anyway. That's awesome. 
Yeah, so, take some time. So yeah, and on that note, in the couple's challenge, yeah, do that, Selena, good points. Uh, by the way, if you pre-order, and again, we're really excited for the book, mm-hmm. but we have this discussion guide. It was, the publisher worked with us to write it, and some... and So awesome. The, we actually worked with one of the editors mm-hmm. and a writer that kind of came alongside us for the questions, and the questions are very, I'm going to say it, elucidating. Ooh. There you go. <laughs> Another big word. They are very, like, probing, too, and that's yes. a bad word to use in this <laughs> in this podcast and you looked at me funny but they're incredibly good and they get to the core of these issues so anyway if you do pre-order the book just know that that's going to be yours to have it comes comes with um wow people who order it ahead of time and it's actually we got the design today it looks really good looks really good yeah so good pre-order mini book awesome all righty all right well fierce fact i'm going to ask you a question and then we're going to talk about where some we had a question from a wife oh yes yeah we from did. one of our listeners, so stay tuned. Okay, here's fact. You need to answer this question, Ryan. What is your favorite musical and why? Lame is. Oh, gosh, I knew that one. <laughs> oh, outside of Lame is, a different one. You can't pick that. Does the, does the world's greatest showman count? The greatest showman? <laughs> I guess. <laughs> is that what, I'm I sure that'll become a Broadway. Maybe. I don't know. Uh, Phantom of the Opera is really good. Also, like Wicked was good. Wicked Um, was so good. What other one have I... We have not... I've not seen Hamilton, but I've been listening to the soundtrack. Of course, everybody likes it, so we can't like it because we got to be cool. Stop it. (laughs) I'm kidding. That's great. Um, Now, musical, are you talking about movies, too? Because if that's the case, Mary Poppins, for sure. Ah, yeah. Good one. Good one. Or or, uh, what's the other one with Dick Van Dyke? Oh, uh, chitty chitty bang bang. Yeah, chitty chitty bang bang. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I just like... think of Ace Ventura too. <laughs> <laughs> chitty. <laughs> anyway, people are we're dorking out oh, right yep, now. Yep. Okay. So we got a question from a reader. It's good. Yeah. I'll read it real quick. My husband and I have been married for three and a half years, together for eight, and have a two and a half year old child. We are having a hard time getting out of the mundane. We both work through the week and struggle with connecting during the week. Any suggestions on how to respark conversations to connect like we are newlyweds that we are? Oh, like we are the newlyweds that we are. Well, yeah, three I'll, and a half years. I would say you're, you're probably older. past the newlywed phase at three and a half years. So yeah. I don't say that to discredit. I'm saying like be it's assured okay. you're not yeah, missing something. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's the bliss doesn't last long. <laughs> it doesn't last that long. Of course, for us, it's all bliss. Oh, it's all bliss. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, but I know what you no. mean. I know what you mean. It's like you, you don't feel like you should be feeling this kind of like right. burnt out. Well, and I think that being a mom of a two year old, we're almost we almost have another two year old. Uh, they're very, you know, they're very time consuming, energy yeah. consuming, emotional, cons- all the consumings. Like, mm-hmm. I think that what you're experiencing is very normal, and you should mm-hmm. be assured of that. Um, I think you and I even struggle with some of the mundane. We're like, okay, let's not talk about this. Like when we go, sometimes when we go on a date, we try to have a weekly date. It's usually lunch because that's just how our schedules work right now. Um, We'll be like, okay, we're not talking about, you know, maybe fierce marriage or we're not talking about preschool. I don't know. You know, there's Mm -hmm. just some things we're not talking about work. Like we're just gonna keep that off limits for like the first 20 minutes the and problem then is, is I, we, our I, works, I work a lot our work, but I, our work intertwines our lives it's and our so hearts. intertwined for the so, first three years of our blog it was like we couldn't even argue without being like you're not going to blog about this <laughs> <laughs> yeah so I mean if you anyway. can if you want to put like conversational boundaries on that or on the flip side have something fun to talk about like have a, a weekly topic or you can always there's yeah. always things like 
like those Thanos things, like you talk to each other and you have like a a way of processing yeah, information. Yeah, yeah. It's so already you, predefined. Like Thanos is like feeling. How are you feeling? A is affirmation. N is something like new. I think you're doing. O is I always forget. O. It's like, oh snap! <laughs> oh snap! What happened today? And then <laughs> and then S is self care. Yeah, it's not oh snap. I just can't remember it. But you know, self care. What have you done to? care for yourself and so that kind of just there's things like that that you can um yeah can spark conversation yeah and the thing that we do the day or the with a heart check right mm-hmm. what's the heart in, check what yep. book is in your hand what voice is in your ear yep. what's stirring in your heart ask and honestly give margin to answer those questions now if you're having a hard time getting margin because you do have a two-year-old right. um one of the two one of the if you, you know because not everybody has babysitters that are available or you don't trust someone with your sure with your child or you may not have a relative nearby so our, I think our best suggestion would be to find a friend that is, you know, there's lots of mommy groups. Do try to get into a community, whether it's a, mm-hmm. and I'm the one saying this, you should be the one saying this. <laughs> I, I heard Alyssa Bethke say this on their podcast. That's awesome. why I'm the expert all of a sudden. <laughs> um, <laughs> but it, so like, if you don't have church community or a, or a group that you're part of, try to find one. Yeah. And then you do what she said and is just to swap Child's, time with yeah, them. Yeah, a little babysit swap. Yeah, where, you know, she'll watch your your kid yeah. for two hours yep. and you can have yep. do a date and then you guys will do that the next time. The and next look week. at your schedule. You know, I think it's so easy to fall into like, oh, the kid goes to bed. I can either read or get on my phone or do something. Maybe just look at your schedule. Is there any time that you guys could be more intentional about certain conversations? Yeah. Take um, a schedule And audit. margin, yeah. yeah. And, um, you know, kind of being newly married but together for a long time, you have a lot of history. So... Ryan and I laugh a lot together and that helps as far as like, we'll watch like the office of course, or, um, we just have a lot of jokes. So maybe think back to your first few years together and what were some funny things well, you, you guys used to do? You were married for a year and a half and then you had right. a two year old. Right. So, well, but, in, but they've been together for, pregnant in there. you've been together for eight yeah, that's years. True. So I don't know, take a, take a, a stroll down memory lane <laughs> and yeah. find some fun memories to to talk about yeah and I, the last I thing books. i would say to that is because i know a lot of people are struggling with this is create rhythms that will play to that to to right. the healthiness to your health yeah right? so when i talked about the the child care swap thing mm-hmm. that's a rhythm you say every two weeks like we have a date mm-hmm. for two hours every two weeks uh try to take every you know it talk about re-sparking it right. the conversation make sure that you have a good like sabbath rhythm in mm-hmm. your life where you're, mm-hmm. you're resting mm-hmm. um every day make sure you have enough time out in the day to connect right uh, it doesn't have to be deep but just make sure you're connecting and then when those opportunities for deeper conversations yeah make sure you kind of have a, a, a something in your back pocket if it yeah. stalls out and also i get like all two-year-olds are created different <laughs> yeah. and i get that some of some of them have hard times leaving mom there's a lot of separation anxiety there's a lot of things you deal with with little ones um so just i guess rest assured that it won't be forever if you're like i can't even i don't even feel like i can really get away and and maybe you don't want to get away because you've been away from your kid all week so again establish those rhythms understand and be assured that this is not your forever reality um i feel like kids are kind of with wine like wine right now they just have gotten better and better and um you guys are doing great and just you know stay connected through conversations and being transparent and honest with each other and yeah. make space for each other intentionally. Final recommendation, find a book you can maybe read alongside mm-hmm. each other yeah. together, whether it's fiction, doesn't matter. Just something you, you like that you can talk about. Yeah. Books yeah. have helped us a lot. Yeah. Books are really helpful. So, okay. Right. If you I haven't, think- 
Oh, Go ahead. if anybody else has any questions and things, we love to get them. So you can call in or text in at 971-333-1120, or you can go to fiercemarriage.com slash ask, A-S-K. Um, so do yeah. that, please. We That's like where we got today's questions. question from. So yep. um, yeah, do, do use those forms. They're there for you. Uh, finally, you guys, if we've earned your subscription and you've enjoyed this, um, we would we would appreciate your subscription, mm-hmm. <laughs> and we would appreciate you um, telling someone about it. Uh, you can rate and review; uh, would be awesome on iTunes or your podcasting app of choice. Yeah, and we would be greatly honored. It helps us. It helps people who are on the fence about listening to this. Uh, it gives them a good reason to um, maybe do yeah do an episode or two. Mm-hmm. So aside from that, next week, what's what are we talking about? <laughs> We're talking You're funny. about. Wives, respect your husbands. What does that mean? It's funny that we uh, it's funny that we brought that up actually in this it's kind of interesting that we all kinda of linked it together with Ephesians five. Yeah, so I won't 29. be here for that episode. Shush. You're gonna take that one no. all by yourself. No, no, no. Okay, so yeah, we're talking about what does the verse wives respect your husbands? Because then ne- the week mean? after we could talk about husbands love your wives. But well, actually we're not because two weeks so two weeks from when this episode March eighth, we'll just say that. In about two weeks, March 8th, we're going to do another Facebook Live Q&A. Yeah, which it may not go live on the podcast for another three weeks. We'll see. But if you are a Facebook or Instagram Live person, please join us. Yeah. March 8th, it'll be 9 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Pacific. Yes. And if you're somewhere in between there, you got to figure that out. It's either five, it's either six, seven, eight, or 9 p.m. I cannot keep those middle ones straight. Yeah. Um and then, uh, yeah, so we're doing a live Q&A, uh, and we're just going to do what we did last time, where it's all live and uncut, and anything goes. Oh, man. It should be Wanna fun. Be Except for, for that. this time, we're going to have a better way to mount the phone <laughs> to do the Instagram, guys, because that felt awkward. But I think that's it. I all think right. other than that, I think this episode is in the can. In the can. All right, guys. Thank you so much for listening. We will see you in seven days. And until then, stay fierce. See ya. Thank you for listening to the Fierce Marriage Podcast. For more resources for your marriage, please visit FierceMarriage.com or you can find us with our handle at Fierce Marriage on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Thank you so much for listening. We hope it's blessed you. Take care.